Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So the Warriors, they are 10 and 11 now. They beat the now 6-14 Portland Trailblazers at home at Chase Center. Uh, in a game that uh, the Warriors shot really, really poorly. Andrew Wiggins shot 3 for 12. Clay Thompson shot 3 for 13. Uh, Clay was 1 for 8 from 3, although he did hit a, a big 3 in the 4th and uh, sealed the win with a couple of clutch free throws with 2.2 seconds left. But I just want to talk about two people. First, Jonathan Kaminga and then Steve Kerr. Jonathan Kaminga, I give that dude a ton of credit because it was pretty clear from the outset that he was not going to play in the first half, and you assumed he wasn't going to play the rest of the game. He was just going to be out of the rotation, but uh, Steve Kerr put him in, and he he didn't rush anything. He didn't force anything. He looked really calm and chill and smooth and just, he just executed his game and he didn't chuck up any threes. He didn't try to force any uh, mid rangers. Everything he did went in and I'm, I'm seeing some, uh, some growth with that dude. Uh, He played 17 minutes, six for six from the field, one for two from the line, uh, with just one board 13 points, though, and he had the highest plus-minus on the night for the Warriors, plus 13. The next closest was Dario Saric at plus 7. So, you know, it shouldn't be surprising that Kaminga closed, but it is kind of surprising how he's been a little bit yo-yoed with his playing time as of late, and Steve Kerr put him in and left him in and trusted him to finish the game. Again, as a closer, you go back a year ago and Steve Kerr was using Jonathan Kaminga in closing lineups. I remember talking last season that the Warriors had uh, several guys that Steve Kerr could use in his closing lineup, and Kaminga was one of them, right? Don't get it twisted. Let's not forget. He was really good last season. The whole season, even before Andrew Wiggins went out uh, or like, you know, was gone for a few months for uh, uh, personal issues. So Kaminga was there. It's just that, you know, his role has always shifted within this uh, roster. But uh, credit to him for coming in and bringing that energy. There's some teams that are maybe not a great matchup for Kaminga. And then there's teams that are really good matchups. And I think the Clippers are a good matchup for Kaminga. I think that this Portland team, uh, the Warriors needed some athleticism and speed and just some juice off of the bench. And Kaminga was that guy. Steve Kerr was playing Pajemski and Moses Moody a lot. Moses Moody played well. Dude had 12 points uh, in 26 minutes, was attacking the basket, even though he does doesn't have that much lift or athleticism. He's crafty and he's young, so he's still got uh, some some lift relative to uh, the older dudes. So he was five for ten, only one for four from three, but definitely active. He had four boards and a steal. So you like to see that. Pajemski, uh, 21 minutes, uh, three points only. 
five boards, one assist. But the thing was, Pajemski was getting torched in the second half on defense by Simons, by Scoot Henderson, all those dudes. Pajemski is a tough dude, and he can rebound, and he can do a lot of things. But just in this one, he was getting burned, and I felt like that was a reason to take him out and try Kaminga. Kaminga basically, in this closing lineup, he kind of played like the uh, the Gary Payton role, right? He was picking up point on uh, on defense. He was guarding some of the athletic perimeter guys that Gary Payton would probably have been doing. And he had that massive, 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 did I say massive, massive dunker spot uh, alley-oop from Draymond Green to just rip the roof off of Chase Center. You know, a few times Kaminga had a chance to throw up some dunks in the second half. There was a breakaway. His first play, he he got a steal and one man fast break. Everybody <laughs> stood up to see what he would do, but he just did like a really, really soft two-handed uh, dunk. But this one, this is what people want to see from Kaminga because I, I swear when Draymond threw that ball up there, kind of happened in slow motion for me because I was like, that looks possibly too high. But then Kamingo just obviously we know how, how high that dude can jump and he snagged it and threw it down. And on the TV, that was a loud dunk. <laughs> it was just like this thud. And you could tell that he loved it. Draymond loved it. Chase Center loved it. And they got everybody up and, you know, it was fun. It was fun. It was the most lively part of the evening. So you'd love to see that. And again, you know, hopefully Kamenga can keep building on this and keep showing what he can do. And the other person I do want to talk about, like I said, is Steve Kerr, because for the past week, ever since that Kings game, I've talked about it. Everyone in the basketball universe has talked about it, how Steve Kerr needs to be more flexible and ride the hot hand and whatnot. And there was a point in the fourth quarter, I don't know if you all saw this, but Clay Thompson went to the scorer's table to check in and Steve Kerr talked to him. And then eventually Clay walked back to the bench. So he pulled Clay back, which he normally does not do and he hadn't done. And this is exactly what he needed to do against the Kings. And he did it here. And, you know, props to Clay. Hopefully he took that well. But but he wanted to see what some of these other guys would do. And then eventually he brought Clay in. He gave Moody a shot, a little bit of a longer look. Pajemski a little bit of a longer look maybe. And then uh, put Clay in. And he closed for the most part with uh, Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Kaminga, and Draymond Green. For a long time last season, I would say that that is their best lineup, their best closing lineup, because you have shooting. Well, you know, if if Clay and Wiggins were actually shooting well, but you have shooting, you have uh, some defense, you have uh, rebounding, and you have athleticism. And, you know, you're still small, but what Warriors lineup pretty much is not small. So that one is a, is a lineup that, can can mix it up uh, with various other teams. So, you know, props to Kerr. And then 
also just riding the hot hand in terms of Kaminga. Kaminga was bringing the energy that he needed, and Kaminga rewarded him for that, right, with a really, really, really solid, solid fourth quarter. So uh, Steve Kerr, I mean, again, it's not a stretch that he would have closed with Kaminga even a year ago, but to see him just kind of go with who's working and especially, you know, that little thing of pulling Clay back to give the young guys a little bit more run just to see if they had any more juice left uh, in this game because they needed that from somewhere. And the young guys brought the energy, but it was really Kaminga in this one, in this one who, uh, you know, stood out again. Moses Moody played well. Pajemski did his thing. But, uh, you know, definitely glad the Warriors got this win because if they blew another lead in the final minute, you know, they were trailing in this one and looked sluggish and Portland was coming after them and whatnot. So the Warriors didn't have a 20-point lead in this one, but they were up four in the final minute. And it was like, okay, don't blow this because we've seen for years how the Warriors never blow these, but we've seen in the past week how – And even last season, we've seen how they can trip over themselves, not execute, uh, you know, have some bad luck and lose games. But this is one where you obviously expected them to win this one, you know, especially with several days off and getting Chris Paul back and Andrew Wiggins back. But uh, good to just, you know, put this one away and hopefully build a little bit more confidence and, you know, feel a little bit better about yourselves when you got Oklahoma city coming up next. And we know how tough Oklahoma city has played this warriors team and what kind of matchup nightmare they are. So curious to see what Steve Kerr can come up with. And if some of these guys, like if Wiggins back from that finger slamming in the door thing uh, can write the ship can get his shot back. If clay, I mean, don't know what's going on with Clay, man. He's missing badly. So not exactly sure because we know that his stroke is pure. So maybe his his timing is just off or whatever. But hopefully he gets that back uh, and, you know, go from there. Anyway, uh, fun game. Fun game mostly at the end, if you know what I'm saying. All right, that's all I got. All right, well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review, saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts. That would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time.